The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, boys and girls, we are here at the Red Pill Expo in Des Moines, Iowa, on a little bit of, not a break, G. Edward Griffin is up there on stage doing his discussion about collectivism versus individualism and how our young people have lost sight of our divinity, right, our divine connection and divine connection to our rights, which is based on our individual creation. And who's with me now? My old pal, my buddy. Old pal. Yeah, because we're both so old. (laughs) And, and look at the gray in me, and she's looking lovely. It's Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Hi, baby. Hey, baby. So it's amazing, the reunion, when we get together, it's not often enough, but as busy as you are, and also with what's going on, and you just revealed at the end of your talk. By the way, it was a great talk about 10 reasons you got to stay in the game. And, of course, if you define the game, I guess it's the game of life, mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah, be, stay, stay engaged. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, this isn't over, and there's lots of reasons to fight. There's lots of reasons to stay engaged and lots of reasons to fight for our food, our water, our air, our children, our sovereignty, our right to refuse, you know, a right to choose the medical care that we want. You know, so the idea is like you need to stay in the game and people are like, and I get it. People are tired. They're burned out. They have been through the ringer and a lot of people who aren't. They're not um, battle weary like we rode hard and put away wet like you and I are, Robert. (laughs) We're not battle weary. We're not on the ground every day. Mm -hmm. We're not wearing all the armor every day. And so this last three years, when you're not used to it, the war, we're not Mm -hmm. used to it. People do get burned out and they do get like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. But we have to. We have to now more than ever. Well, we've got the, uh, um, you know, the, the physiological realities of living in fight or flight. It's, right. it's it, we're not designed by God to live there in a permanent state. That's why, you know, war is a state that should be temporary when you have to battle for fri- for your rights or your life and that kind of thing. But if it's an ongoing, it, it will wear you down. And I believe the intention of, of the adversary or enemy uh, of freedom is to wear us down, to keep us in that permanent state. Again, right. and we can say that physiologically, but emotionally, mentally, economically, and then even spiritually, which is where I love that you go. And I always like to go to to remind people of their spiritual essence. And that's where we get our true energy from and, and our, our strength, a true strength and our marching order, so to speak. Right. Anything less than that is is probably going to be off, you know, let's say off uh, target, so to speak. Uh, so the idea that, um, yes, there are difficult things that we are here to do. But it wasn't promised that it was going to be an easy ride. Uh, And, you know, you've been attacked in the press since the first time you came out as a physician and said, you know what, these vaccines eh, not what you think they are. Right. And I'm just saying it in a light way here Uh, to the point where now in the last few days, after a couple of years of intense battle with the board of the Board of Medicine or whatever it is in Ohio, uh, which should be abolished and dismantled. um, I just learned from your stage uh, presentation that uh, they said you didn't cooperate. That's it. We're not, it's not about your vaccine stance. It's not about, uh, you just didn't cooperate. And as what you revealed to uh, all of us on the stage is that what is cooperation? Because you responded to every letter that they sent, but apparently you didn't answer the questions that would incriminate you <laughs> to violate your Fourth Amendment uh, protected rights, if you will, of self incrimination. Because the, the questions that they always ask are leading. They basically get you to admit something that they can then now, I can find you, I can, we can take away your license forever. So now you're on what? A suspension? 
mm-hmm. and, and, any and, more and detail one thing, on that? I, one thing I want to make really clear with people because mm-hmm. what the the press is saying, you know, we knew like the next day that the rabid press would drag me through the mud again, which is the third time, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first time was in 2015 when they kicked me out of Australia and they wouldn't let me do, let me go down there and talk to a private set of people. Yeah. You know, and then the second time was, you know, when they they first wanted to uh, suspend my license. And now this time and it really, you know, it's just a it's an administrative battle. Right. They sent me mm-hmm. a letter and we replied. We sent me a letter. We legally replied from legal statutory perspective and did it in a timely manner that they gave you. We need a response by such and such a date. We did it in plenty of time and we did it back and forth, back and forth. And so I actually had even said to my attorney, how did we get to this point? Because the only thing is failure to cooperate. So at the last hearing, you know, when when I was advised from my my legal team to you know, and, and by a whole bunch of other people that have been in front of the state medical board that you mm-hmm. don't want to go in front because they will do exactly what you said. They'll, answer, they'll ask you a question that's kind of a yes or no answer, but it's sort of like yes and mm-hmm. or yes, but, mm-hmm. but they never let you say that part. Right. So it's like, it's, like entrapment, it, it's entrapment yeah, is what it, yeah. sort of is. So my attorney, Eric Jones, went to the hearing and that was where they said, so can you define failure to cooperate? Mm-hmm. We don't really have a definition for that. Well, then how can, if you don't know what it is, then how can you say she violated it? And how can you apply it to my client? Well, we apply apply it how we, like, arbitrarily, which is, again, is, again a, you know, that's not legal. You yeah. know? I mean, you have to have a rule that people can clearly understand. So it's like a speeding law, right? Yeah, yeah. You know that the speed limit is, you know, 55 miles an hour, 70 or whatever it is. That's the rule. And everybody knows it. And if you go above that, well, they apply that to equally to everyone. Or that goes, so they should. Or, yes. or that yeah. everybody above the person of, of that, right? But there's no definition in what they're describing about. No, they just fit. And, and when they actually did the vote. Mm-hmm. The vote was, and this is a public hearing. So, uh, you know, this was on the internet. They, they broadcast their hearings on YouTube. Wow. So everybody was the people that were watching it and they, you know, had their little statement things and that I needed to cooperate. And mm. then the state attorney general, assistant attorney general got up and spoke, which I'm not even sure what he had to do with this, mm-hmm. but he got up and said, um, you know, due process takes too much time. <laughs> and, um, and if, uh, and it's really not necessary. What? Yeah, we due process will take too much time and it's not necessary. This is like a star chamber. You know, you're obviously we've we've discussed things about medical boards over the years and, and how even the, the, the quote classic statement standard of care. Try to get them to define that. Right. And they won't define standard of care. We just know you're not doing it. Well, how do you know I'm not doing it if you won't tell me what it is? You won't define it. And so this is, again, another reason I'm just going to. Make and, my plug for uh, eradicating all state licensing of doctors. And so, like, because we know that from a constitutional perspective, I mean, one of our grounding fundamentals is the right to due process, the right to face your yeah, uh, accuser, accuser, yeah. you know, have a fair trial. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I didn't get a chance to speak. They gave my attorney five minutes, which is usually their usual and customary. Mm. The um, assistant, state, assistant state attorney general guy, I don't know exactly how much time he took, but it was more than five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then they got it. Then they said, okay, we're going to vote. So there's 12 people on the Ohio Medical Board. One person was not there that day. So that means 11. Mm-hmm. 
So they went around to, and, and oh, by the way, just to, so that you know, what, what is the, the, the structure of the state medical board in Ohio? There's 12 members, there's one DO, there's one podiatrist, there is um, uh, nine minus two, there's seven MDs, so seven MDs, a DO, a podiatrist, mm -hmm. and three members at large from the community, which just happened to be all three of them are attorneys. Oh, isn't that interesting? So when they took the vote, they mm -hmm. started, and They the first three people, when they said to vote, it was like, do you want to suspend our license or not? Which was on the table. Mm -hmm. The first three people said, we abstain, who happened to be the attorneys. Yeah, large attorneys. Interesting. The three attorneys yeah. abstained. And then they went around and they voted. And, um, and they never said, it, it was, was really interesting. They didn't say motion carried. They didn't say anything. They just all kind of looked at each other and said, we're going to take a 10 minute break. And they stood up and walked out. And at that very moment, uh -huh. the live stream stopped and they took it down off of the internet. How interesting. Now, did, did you come back after the 10 minute break and nothing nope. happened nothing. after that? And, and so I didn't get the chance to say anything. My attorney didn't get a, ch get a chance to re rebuttal of mm. a rebuttal. Yeah. Um, it was, um, and they, they had it, the live stream stopped and taken down off of YouTube mm -hmm. before we even left the room. Wow. So good news is mm -hmm. the resistance chicks had yeah. it recorded. My staff and a lot of other people recorded it while it was happening online. Yeah. So we do have an absolute copy because we figured that this was going to happen. They were mm -hmm. going to take it down. Yeah. And there was no court reporter there. There was nobody that was like recording it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. So it would just be our word against their word, except we have the actual. It. You got it. This got is good. So uh, phase two or whatever response now, after the fact, they say you're suspended, even though there wasn't a motion to hear. It, didn't, it was like a kangaroo court if there was a court. Um, can you go after, and this is a strategic issue again with attorneys, trying to target or, or pierce the veil of so-called invincibility when they're on the board and serving the board, right? To say, no, in your personal capacity, you violated the law as a member of the board by doing what you did. Is there any aspect of strategy there uh, or others that might be considered? Because these, these people run amok because there's no accountability. And you know, God says we're responsible for our actions, but these people are convinced and pretending that there's no accountability for their actions. That's why they do great evil. Well, that's a strategy I'm not at liberty to talk about. Okay, no, that's and, okay. And I'm not at liberty to really talk about the legal stuff that went mm -hmm. on. And one of the questions that was asked to me um, afterwards when we did a podcast about it, did I feel like what happened was fair? And I said, I don't. And it's because how did I not cooperate when we cooperated? I wasn't given a chance to respond. In fact, I, if I had it to do over again, I really wish that at the end of the hearing, because we got five minutes on a stopwatch, yeah. right? I wish I'd just put my hand up yeah. and said, can I get 60 seconds on that clock? I just want to ask one question. Since we responded to every one of your inquiries, mm -hmm. how can you say that that is failure to cooperate? <laughs> I just wish yeah. I would have been able to have said that, that on the record. Right. Because, of course, they made it out. And the media made it out that they had sent me lots of things. They'd sent an investigator to my office. They'd done all these. And I had stonewalled them and ignored them the entire time, which is simply not true. So it's a, it's a lie to begin with. And they said it on the record, which, again, I can repeat because mm -hmm. it was part of the public record. They had their little prefab written dissertations. They said this is, doesn't have anything to do with uh, Dr. Tempany's ability to practice medicine. It doesn't have anything to do with her stance on vaccines or on COVID. It has simply to do with the with, with she failed to failed to cooperate with the board without defining what that means. 
what that is. And we did cooperate, which is the yeah. kind of the weirdest part of this. So people have said, you know, what can we do to support you? And I say, everybody's getting, oh my gosh, that night when I got home, Robert, mm. two and a half hours just to answer all my text messages. And I know people love me and I really, really appreciate that. But it was a lot of work. And everybody's like, yeah. are you okay? Are you? I'm fine. I, you know, I've never had one speck of fear about any of this since it started two years ago. Mm -hmm. Two days before the hearing, I have to say I was kind of anxious. And then Carla Dean Graves, you know, Carla Dean, mm -hmm. Carla Dean has a huge group of, she's a, a medical doctor friend of ours. And she invite, they have a prayer meeting every Monday through Friday. It might be seven nights a week, but I know for sure it's Monday night mm -hmm. or five nights a week at 10 o'clock that a group of about 10 or 12 really strong prayer warrior women were on call. She, she said, we want to invite you to come on Monday night so we can pray for you and with you. As soon as we did that, it was about an hour. And it just this whole sense of incredible calm just came over me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, God's got this. Mm -hmm. And we have to pray for the best outcome. And if part of the best outcome in God's eyes, because he sees the whole road, yeah. I see barely in front of me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, what is the best possible outcome for everyone down the road? And if that includes suspending my license, doing whatever, 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 mm. um, then that's so that's part of God's plan that we will win in the end. So if people want to do anything for me, there's a couple things. One is continue to just continue to pray your prayerful support for the best possible outcome. Mm -hmm. Praise protective support around me and my legal team, Tom Renz, you know, Eric Jones, the other people that are on the legal team. And probably the beginning of this week, I want, I'm going to set up a uh, Give Fun Go. Give Fun Go or something. Give Fun yeah. Go yeah. just to raise money for my legal defense. Mm -hmm. Not a single dime will come to me. It's for my lawyers, for all the work that they're doing. And they're putting their licenses on the line, too, because I didn't know this until recently. But apparently there are huge, huge woke organizations that are pouring money into the bar associations across the country to, to give sanctions against lawyers who are defending people uh, who uh, don't think the COVID shot is so, so great or mm -hmm. don't go along with what the woke agenda is, right. you know? And so they're putting their, their, um, their livelihood and mm -hmm. their careers on the line too. So I want to, so for people who are not on my email list, please go to dr10penny.com, go to dr10penny.com at the top. It's a join our list, mm -hmm. join our list so that when, when, cause I have to get this set up with the bank. As soon as we get that set up, um, I'll be sending it out to everybody doing more shows like yours mm -hmm. just to just to say, please yeah. support my legal team. Go into and, and every dollar counts. If it's five dollars, fifty dollars, five hundred dollars, whatever you can afford. None of it's going to me. It's all going mm -hmm. to my defense. I want to acknowledge the wisdom of Dr. Sherry Tenpenny here, because when people ask for prayer or pray, they'll often direct God to do something mm. as if God doesn't already know what to do. Exactly. Right? And to your point, it's like, how far ahead do we see really, you know, from our human consciousness and acknowledge that humbly, you know, look, we might not be exactly correct in line with what God's wisdom is. And I hope that we are. I'd like to think that we are, but I don't want to be so haughty to believe that I can never get it wrong. <laughs> and, and that's why what I hear from Dr. Sherry, why I love her so much, among many reasons, is that she has that insight to say, look, I recognize that God knows what to do here and just ask for that. You know, thy will be done, not, will not be my done. will, but thine. And we will support and move forward and recognize that, you know, how many times of bad things we can say it that happened to us. And we go, in the end, after it happens, we look back and we go, my gosh, what a gift from God that was. You know, that's that's Romans 8.23, right, in the Bible where it says, all things work together for those who love God and are called 
to his purpose, all things. Mm -hmm. So I talk about that verse a lot because it says, uh, you know, I, I mentioned in my talk, I really like Bible verses that say all or never, always, <laughs> yes, right. you know, everybody, things you know, don't do very that, well. that they're all like, you know, there's no gray area there. Mm -hmm. So it says all things. So to God, the things that happen in our life, they're just things. They're just things. Mm -hmm. And we humans attach an emotion to it of it being a bad thing or a good thing where he says all things, they're just things. And so they all work together into the tapestry of our life. And if you trust him and trust his outcome, because your faith gets trust tested mm -hmm. sometimes when things are a little bumpy, yeah. you know, if you trust that that's the best possible outcome, it's all things, everything that happens in our life, mm -hmm. we label it good or bad. It's just a thing to God. Yeah. So are you going to trust him that all those things work together for good for those that love him and are called to his purpose? Mm, so beautiful. And, uh, Again, the wisdom of uh, creation itself. And uh, when you pay attention to that, even in the midst of some of the most ridiculous and horrible things that we've witnessed and see and know occur, that there is some order to this that we aren't necessarily privy to at the moment, but have some trust with enough experience. I've, I've, I've gained a lot of that trust to say, my gosh, even when it, things look horribly, disastrously, uh, you know, untenable, we can't do it. Remember, <laughs> one soul, that's you, that's me, that's Dr. Sherry, in, and God is a majority in any relationship that is without God. And you think about that and you go, oh, well, we they're not so powerful when they're operating outside of that realm. But they are given the illusion of that power, right? So that they continue doing these things that we go, why are you? I mean, this is just the stupidest thing. Why would you do that? You know what's going to happen, don't you? And they're like completely oblivious to all of this. And what are we to do? I mean, I, I, I can't. I can't go in and force them to see what I'd like them to see. That would be a violation of their free will, right? That God gave me. And I, I don't want to violate. But at the same time, when it violates our freedom, I think we have an obligation and a duty to stand up and not cower and run and hide necessarily. And this is why that your talk was so good that I mentioned about staying in the game, you know, not giving up because it's too hard, right? Now, or there's too many things and it's too overwhelming, mm -hmm. which is what the way I started my talk. It's like, here's 10 things and there's sub things underneath these 10 things. Mm -hmm. And if these things don't resonate with you, well, maybe save the whales or, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, recovering, you know, dog, dog rescue. I mean, something, mm -hmm. something, yeah. something. If this, you know, pick one. Give love. If you give just service. pick yeah. one, mm -hmm. don't go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Because then you're overcommitted and you do nothing. Mm -hmm. Pick one. Yeah. And weave it into your already existing schedule and be consistent yeah. with it for six. And the reason I said six months, Robert, is mm -hmm. because, you know, after six months, you may feel like I gave all I have to that particular mm -hmm. cause or that particular topic. Yeah. And now it's feeling like a job. Well, don't give up the volunteerism. Go pick another thing that Find all of a yeah. sudden, like, oh, yeah, sparks that really, you. that really yeah. sparks me. So then, you know, evaluate. I did a good job. I, I donated time, money. Mm -hmm. It, it, now it feels like an obligation yeah. it's not it, or a duty or something I have to do. That's it, when you know it's time to pick a different When you're cause. on path, when you're on purpose, when you're on mission, it's this divine spark that lifts you up. That you can't we, wait to right. so get and there. And it's like from the moment before you had no energy and suddenly you've got this energy coming out your ears. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you're like on Thursday afternoon. Maybe you decided you're going to donate uh, three hours on Thursday night from, say, six to nine o'clock. So you eat dinner and you go, oh, that hard day. I'm so tired, mm. but I committed. I'm going to go. As soon as you hit the door, you're like all energized because mm. it's really what you committed to yeah. and what you, you want to do. And as long as you still got that energy for that thing that's in, in ink on mm. your schedule, yeah. keep doing it. When it doesn't yeah. resonate, it feels like an, you don't like the people. Mm. It didn't work out the way you thought. 
don't stop doing, just pick something different. Yeah. And when it comes to your health of the physical body, again, I'm not saying it's disconnected to all the other things. It isn't. It is all connected. But sometimes it's just the simplest step to do one thing better, to remove one thing that is detrimental to you. And that's also part of the process because it can be also complicated to address the many ailments that have been really complicated, made more complex because of the COVID, you know, type in injections and or even exposure to the shedding and spreading scenario of these spike proteins and other things. At the same time, by doing one thing better, just one thing better, removing one thing that you will strengthen yourself to be able to handle, you know, I think by God designed to even handle these things that man has created, not God, uh, that are so detrimental to our health if we allow it and if we succumb to it and feel victimized by it. all the things that we could say justifiably, I am a victim of that person who got a shot and they shed on me, right? But at the same time, I have a responsibility. How can I strengthen myself in, in the process of, am I asked to hide in a cave? No. I, I had that perception many years ago, Sherry, when I was first starting on my spiritual journey. Is it to, isn't it to contemplate on your navel and leave this place? <laughs> and then I got the message from God. No, it's to go into the valley where the people are needing this message. Exactly. They need the spirit. And, and so in the midst of that, it's like being in the leper colony and helping those there rather than running and hiding from it. Funny enough, leprosy is apparently back. <laughs> one, case. That. One, one case, right? One, one case, right? Regardless, I think it may be COVID shot related as they destroy Probably. your immune system, et cetera. Yeah. Makes you um, more susceptible to the pathogens, right? Right. So again, I acknowledge the complexity of many ailments and illnesses at the same time keeping it or making it as simple as possible so you can take one step and one step and one step. And sooner or later, you get, you're like, oh my gosh, I took all of those steps. You know, we have simple things here, you know, whether it be the cardio miracle for nitric oxide. You know, I've raised my kids with no vaccines, no antibiotics, and I've had all the tools in homeopathy. We've used the silver. They've never been destroyed like I was destroyed, like my wife was destroyed by medicine, where we had to really work hard to rebuild and repair to be vital in this at this age, many, many decades later. So if if I can be just one small example and there are many others that are more intense than mine. Uh, the, my point is you can do it too. And and what is that journey? What is that mission? What does that find it? And you, you will have that energy to make it through, to overcome all of that. And it is coming back to God, coming back to the spirit to guide you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the only thing that matters, you know, mm-hmm. it's the only thing that matters. I mean, people, you know, are always looking for a solution for their whatever ails them. And, you know, people can, I talked a lot in my talk about that. There's no proof that any of these things get rid of spike protein, mm-hmm. but Irrespective of that, yeah. I mean, just like the whole, you know, truth about cancer remedy thing that just happened, there's always ways to get healthier. And maybe if you improve, sort of like with homeopathy, when you improve your health, maybe your body will take care of that spike protein and it yeah. won't be the gizmo gadget supplement thing that you took, right? Right, right. And so it's, um, it's, there's, you can always, it's sort of like, Robert, you've, you, you and I have been friends a really long time. And from the very beginning, I've been doing this vaccine education stuff for 23 years. Yeah, yeah. And from the very beginning, I've always said, once you vaccinate, you can't unvaccinate. Right. Well, it's a true thing with the COVID shots. Once you vaccinate, you can't unvaccinate. Mm-hmm. You can get better, but it never goes back to baseline. Yeah. That, and I, I did that at the beginning of my talk. It's like the whole concept of being vaxxed or unvaxxed. It's like I'm a stickler for language. Unvax is not really a, a thing. You can try to detox from or, you know, do things. But. And if you're not vaxxed, you're not vaxxed. You're not unvaxxed. My kids are not unvaxxed. They've never <laughs> been vaxxed. Not any of them. So anyway, I liked talking about that. By the way, our buddy Ty Bollinger said one of his favorite parts of Remedy was you and I, We, unbeknownst to each other, we were covering the topic of uh, transgender uh, stuff and related it back to the potential of no one's ever really investigated the aborted fetal cell lines 
in these vaccines from males and females impacting in who knows what way in terms right. of another They're aspect full of that. sets of chromosomes. Right. They're a full set of chromosomes. Like, why did they did and they if just we do that multi-generationally? What does that do? What does it do? And and I think we're being reasonable to say, you know, if you're going to do that, you might want to check out, hey, is there any impact in a, a wide variety of, of uh, manifestations, including now what we're seeing? And I'm not saying that's the only thing, but dude, that could be a huge thing. Could be a huge thing. So anyway, it was fun to see us together, but we did it completely separate. And he just kind of said, this fits so, so well together. <laughs> We're, I tell you, we're buddies, we're pals. We're this is buddies what happens. and pals. Yes, exactly. We have been for a long time. Yeah. So, um, uh, Sherry, anything else before we wrap up here? I, you know, I know that your time is precious. I'm so grateful that I got to see you here at the Red Pill Expo know, and supporting awesome. G. Edward Griffin and all that he does. So, I just just tell people, you know, I thank you again. You know, people are like, "Are you okay?" Are you? I I don't know how I wouldn't be okay. She's I mean, okay. would would people be like all distraught or something over this? It's like. No, I'm at peace with it. It's mm. God's will. You know, God is going to make the best of this because I have handed it over to him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to take put my hands back on the steering mm -hmm. wheel. Right. You know, that's that's a that's a, a thing that I learned in the last year. There were a lot, a lot, not medical board things, but sure. a lot of other stressful things that were going on mm -hmm. that every time I get really stressed out, this was the visual imagery that I would do. I would imagine myself sitting in like like a really nice sports car, like a like a Jaguar, you know, or a Lamborghini or something mm -hmm. like that. And I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I take the keys and I toss the keys to Jesus. Say, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> that song. Take the wheel. Yeah. You drive. I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. And I'm going to trust mm -hmm. that when I wake up, mm -hmm. we're going to be in the exact right place, in the exact right timing, in the ex and, and doing exactly mm -hmm. what you want to do. And mm -hmm. I'm just not even going to. And every time I would do that visualization, mm -hmm. I would get, it would just take all the anxiety away. Yeah. It's like, I'm taking my hands right. off of the steering wheel, and I'm just going to be a passenger and let God drive the car. We call that term surrender, but it isn't surrender like in defeat of an oppressive army. It's surrender to the power and love of God of creation. Exactly. And 100%. That, that's, again, the wisdom uh, that you bring. And I appreciate you so much for that. And uh, uh, folks, you know, as soon as we get a link to anything to support Sherry, and like I said, she's fine. We've lost some friends and loved ones over the years in this battle, have we not? Mm -hmm. Some are no longer here. I just think, you yeah. know, they dedicated the remedy thing to Dr. Batar, our buddy. And it's like, we don't know when that, that time is up. But while we're here, we're giving it everything it's got. This 100%. is why we were sent, right? That's it. And I hope and I pray that you guys can do that too. And uh, Sherry is always welcome here. I know she's so busy, but, uh, you know, just I have to remind you just in case you forget about me. <laughs> Now that's laughable. <laughs> that's laughable. She's busy. You know, that's I don't laughable. Know. Forget about you. Yeah. You're out of your mind. So I say, forget about it. So <laughs> anyway, thank you, Sherry, for being thank on board. Thank you so much. God bless everybody. Yeah, thank and, you for being and, here. And uh, Red Pill Expo, you guys be at the next one if you can't be at this one. And we love you and appreciate you. And more on the Robert Scott Bell Show after this. All right, we're back here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, live, at least recorded so. At the Red Pill Expo. We just uh, G. Edward Griffin up on stage and coming off the stage and getting back to the booth here, pouring silver shots, copper shots, and cardio miracle and more. We got who who's, who's who, who appeared here? Joni's hooking me up. I got Pat Militich on the show tonight. What is this, <laughs> Pat? So good to connect with you in person here. It's wonderful. And and I've I've observed your emceeing skills. Very crisp. Very good. Uh, yeah, they become legendary. Look out. You know? <laughs> But I, I, I don't know how to do the stuff you know how to do in the ring. I can kickbox and stuff, but that whole grappling thing, you know, I still have ears that look like ears. That's, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good <laughs> I, thing. I guess so. But, but, you, but, you know, 
women in the Midwest actually find destroyed ears kind of sexy, I hear. Is that right? Okay. Well, we got them covered up so you can't see them. We don't want to, you know, distract anybody. But, uh, Pat's a, a, a tough guy, and uh, we're about the same age, aren't we? In the 50s or somewhere in the yes, 50s, sir. right? Yes, yeah. sir. And and you, uh, you know, when you talk about a career in uh, pugilistic sports of any kind, and this, you know, the kind of stuff you do is also on the ground. It's mm-hmm. not just fists and, 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 and legs or feet. Um, which is like uh, grappling, wrestling, jujitsu, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. What are the age ranges where typically people will compete in that? Because it's a young. It seems like that would be a young man's sport. You know, generally it's going to be yes, younger younger people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the style that people use nowadays doesn't show a lot of defense. Many times, mm-hmm. I was big on defense. I didn't want to get into my fifties and not be able to spell my name. <laughs> so it was super important. Protect to me. yourself a little bit, right? Because yeah. and and look. You thought ahead. I, I never suffered from any symptoms, at least, of, of concussions and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize I'm not the guy I was when I started. Sure. I know that I've taken abuse, right? Yeah. So that's, that, that is the case. But nonetheless, a lot of people take a lot of damage in the sport, so they won't last as long. Right. And, and as far as um, the, the weight that you train in or were in when you were in that peak, is, has it changed a lot over time? Uh my way yeah yeah you're personally yeah. um i mean i w- i was walking around at 215 218 not that yeah. long ago which was way too heavy for me uh-huh. doing a lot of lifting okay. working on the farm stuff like that not, yeah. no cardio at all really uh but i've started to pick that up now i'm about 202 and well will weigh 175 in october yeah and and the reason i asked him that question because he told me that he's going back into the ring in his 50s i'm like what the heck is going on here and i want to get a little bit of that backstory as well as talking about you know, what drives you, you know, what is your motivation? What's your mission? What's your passion and how it relates? Cause you know, you think you're done with the ring, you know, the kind of abuse that goes into something had to happen to get you back in. And I will explain that is in succinctly in as short as possible fashion, mm-hmm. a gentleman who I cornered in the UFC, I worked with him also uh, in the mixed martial arts industry mm-hmm. and we were good friends. And when everything started to go crazy with the riots and all of that stuff, he started suddenly saying negative things he his mother is white his father's black you're talking about the riots during covid yeah stuff was happening and okay, he started yeah. saying a bunch of racist stuff about white people and i said dude that's that's not you that's not the guy that i know mm-hmm. and what's going on and and he just became more and more extreme to the point you know calling caucasian people snow roaches and nazis and all, all this craziness and i just said i i i can't listen to this because i'm not about division i don't want to be about this right and so but he wrote an article, went all over the, the internet, ESPN picked it up, everybody, and his ridiculous headline was, Pat Militich supports domestic terrorism and white supremacy. And I lost my broadcasting job. He targeted you. Yeah, big time, big time. So so I said, we, now we've got a problem yeah. because you waged financial warfare on me and character assassination. We're, we're, the, the job you had, was it working with one of the major networks in terms of UFC? Uh, it was associated with UFC, yes. Okay. Associated. So, and that, so that would cause them to go, you can't work here anymore. We've seen a lot of people canceled over things like that. And ridiculousness, because everybody that knows me knows that I've worked with people of all backgrounds, all religions, yeah. you know, creeds, whatever. Mm-hmm. I never cared. I truly, in mixed martial arts, in my conversation with Jake Shields, it was kind of funny. Jake Shields is the one that took him down in the UFC Performance Institute and made him cry, right? Mm. Um, Jake Shields and I were talking, and he said, dude, this is the first actual racist in our sport. We just respect each other. It's a brutally hard sport. We respect each other for what we have to go through. And that's how 
we look at each other. We don't judge people by religion, color, any of that stuff. Never have. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just the way it is. I just love people. And But he said he will walk the dog with my old ass. And so I said, okay, then we're going to do this. Wow. Now, he doesn't have the power to hurt me. Okay. Uh, you know, again, I've never never been knocked out, never had a concussion that I know of. Right. And so for me, he doesn't have the power to hurt me, and he certainly can't wrestle. And so in my 50s, even though I'm not the guy I used to be, yeah, I know it's not really going to be that difficult. But he's in his 30s. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But that's you, okay, though. That's you, okay. Are you doing Cardio Miracle? Are you doing Super Soldier? I am what pounding, I'm pounding Super Soldier, Greens 85, Cardio okay. Miracle. Yeah. And I'm okay. ramping everything You're going to be all right. I think I'll be great. So when is this match going to have to take place? October 14th. And people can go to cagedaggression.tv. Okay. To purchase the pay-per-view. And the arena is selling out quite quickly, actually. Cagedaggression.tv. Yeah, and this is for super important for people to understand. Yeah. Think of all the people who lost their jobs, all the people that lost their businesses, lost their homes, military folks who had to decide between defending their nation and taking this experimental garbage, mm -hmm. people that couldn't go see their loved ones in nursing homes or hospitals, and it was all based on lies. lies. Yeah. 100% based on lies. We knew that do you from think the get-go. Do you think this guy that, that you're going to fight took the, the jab? Because a lot of people have gone kind of kind of squirrely in their minds after that. Um, I do believe prob most likely, yes. Yeah. Most likely. And, and here's the problem, is that they have us so divided that even your health now became a political subject. Yeah, which shouldn't have. Which has never, never been the case. I yeah. mean, people, people, for instance, on the left, always believed in eating clean, vegetables they didn't trust fruit. big pharma right exactly it was weird exactly the way that and then it's just out of nowhere so if, i feel i feel that my goal is this right the people that run this planet hate us all this is why they divide us this is yeah. why they have us fighting with each other right get it through your head they hate every one of us they despise us they don't respect us they don't respect yeah. us at all yeah. and they want us weak they want us sick they want us fighting with each other because they don't want us to all turn toward them and go, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. You're the people doing this. Yeah, yeah. You're not right? my enemy. It's those, you know. Exactly. So your neighbor is not your enemy. It's right. just. So start start loving people because everybody reacted to this whole thing out of love initially. Mm -hmm. Right. Fear and then love. Love yeah. for their families. Love for their communities, their country. Right. So it was all about. It was all about. Health. Mm -hmm. Right. Be healthy. Yeah. We knew what we knew with a lot of years of experience. They just listen to the TV, unfortunately. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Uh, but I just love people. I want people to be well mm -hmm. because I healed myself when I was younger. That's the only reason I was able to accomplish the things that I've accomplished. Mm -hmm. And once you understand that and can do that for yourself, you want to share that information. With Where people. will this actual match be that you can get tickets to see beside pay-per-view? Davenport, Iowa, at the River Center in Davenport, Davenport Iowa. Davenport, Iowa. Is yeah. Joni going to be there? Joni, are you going to be there? Okay. okay. Right. Joni will be there. I want to be there to see that. That's going to be awesome. But at the very least on a pay-per-view. Now, um, cageaggression.tv, that's something new. Now, there's another thing we've talked about. We had Tim James on, your friend, and he uh, does a lot of good health coaching too, chemicalfreebody.com. Yes, sir. I want to get into that as well. But I also you know, kind of backstory it to the, the heart of your mission and passion. What have you identified in your life? Again, as a young guy, a fighter now coming out and – being for freedom, you know, that's a that's a mission beyond because, you know, you got canceled because of your love of freedom, that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, I just kind of get a sense of where that came from. Well, for you know, what's super important for me is I love kids 
and I love teaching them how to defend themselves. I look at self-defense in an asymmetrical form. You know, the health, how can we stay healthy? The chemicals in our environment, the environmental toxins, the biologicals, mm-hmm. you know, the psychological, the mental, the, you know, spiritual, all these different financial, all these different components that make up how we have to defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can't be experts at all of them, so we have to learn from others in certain areas, right? Yeah. But for me, it is, I want to share information. I want children to be healthy. I want them to develop properly without the chemicals in their environment and other means of chemicals ending up in the body, heavy metals, things like that. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I don't need to be to read data, study, do research, testing on myself and many years of testing on other athletes to turn people into what I call real life X-Men. People that can do things that right. other human beings simply cannot do. Yeah. You know, you know what's cool about that is uh, I, I've used some of these um, comic book analogies to help people understand kind of the things I try to teach them, right, mm-hmm. about how to regenerate faster than degenerate. And, of course, one of the classic examples of that is that Wolverine character. Right. Right. You can throw stuff at him, shoot him up, but he generates, regenerates so quickly. And I said, you know, when you're young, when you're a baby, if you're healthy, it's rapid regeneration. I mean, it's like beyond lightning speed what's happening right and as we age we say oh we seem to lose that capacity to do that and i said it is not because we're older or aged it is because we have lacked or lacking the minerals that are key and present at the time of birth and closer to our younger years when we are in developmental phases yeah it's not that we can't achieve those things i i you know to me i'm living proof at 57 doing things i couldn't do in my 20s now yes but i had to understand where were my deficiencies also, what were my burdens, mm-hmm. toxicological burdens, and in doing so, uh, teaching people how they can regenerate faster than de- they degenerate. Right, right. Yeah. And that is the key, literally, to the most most experts that people are deeming experts don't even have to have organic chemistry to de- get a degree, right? So <laughs> right. they, And granted, I've done some research in that world. It's not easy, mm-hmm. it's, especially when you've been punched in the head as much as I have, right? <laughs> yeah. But it seems like they are completely missing all of the components that would have them look at the way that healthcare is applied these days in yeah. most places and just go, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to human beings? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at how many hundreds of billions of dollars have been raised for cancer research and they still for 90 years are using chemo and radiation. Yeah. And you go, this is, this is it's madness. It's, it's mad- absolutely, it, 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 it's a loony uh, it's a literally a, a lunatic asylum. And Pat, to your point, you don't have to be a doctor to see it. In fact, I argue it helps that you're not a doctor so you can see the forest through the trees because so many doctors are programmed not to see it because they realize that they're paid very well not to see it. Exactly. The moment they start yeah. seeing it and saying it, they're going to be attacked and diminished in their ability to kind of the canceling you've received just because you believe in freedom uh, and how you it affected your uh, ability to care for yourself and the way you had become accustomed. Sure. And, you know, G. Edward Griffin was talking about earlier that our right to life, liberty and property is a right that we have, but it can be taken from us or we can give it away if we don't defend it or fight for it when sure. need be. But, you know, the use of violence typically relegated to defense of life and liberty. You can say property, but as he pointed out, if somebody's stealing your pencil, you're probably not going to do well to kill them for stealing your pencil, right? Right, right. There's a measurement there. Sure, in a sense. sure. But if it's to take away your ability by the property to care and protect yourself, now you have, again, a, a, an arguable ability in, under law to say, I was defending my life, liberty, even that, that, 100%. that property. And he, he mentioned, um, 
you know, the art of war, mm -hmm. which I listen to periodically when I'm working out mm -hmm. and I memorize a lot of that. And he was talking about, if you know your enemy and know yourself, you're going to win. You don't have yeah. to fear a hundred battles. You're going to be fine. Right. If you know your enemy, don't know yourself, you're going to lose and win, lose and win, lose and win. If you don't know yourself or your enemy, you're never going to win. Right. You're going to lose every time. And we, that's where we are in America. There's a lot of Americans that don't know themselves and they don't know who their enemy is and they don't recognize that we're in a war. Or the enemy has convinced them that they're not in a war. And, and in fact, that they're living free. In fact, they're slaves. But I, get they, my, I get my paycheck. I watch football on right? Sundays. I drink my beer. I'm yeah. good. You know, all that good stuff. Yeah, they don't recognize it. That's a, like a it. diminished form of freedom. It's like freedom within a cage that they, they constructed or you helped build. And they gave you a few shekels or Federal Reserve notes to do so. And, and they the Christians took a bunch. and the lions, you know, watch it on yeah. you know, all of that. And, stuff. and look, Pat, I, I enjoy sports. I like playing sports. I mm -hmm. do like watching it at a high level because I love to see excellence in mm -hmm. any endeavor. Yes. But at the same time, you know, look, if it's if you live for that, this is where you know, people know more about the players that they like than their own like government and the people in it that are taking their freedom away. Right. That's right. where it becomes a, kind of an imbalance there at, at that point. Yeah. And for me, so. you know, I didn't idolize professional athletes. Mm -hmm. I, that wasn't Dan Gable, mm -hmm. the greatest wrestler to ever walk the planet. Everything that was written about him or documentaries, I watched all of them. Mm -hmm. His work ethic was incredible. The things he could do were incredible. Into his 40s, he could destroy everyone on his wrestling team. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Wow. Royce Alger would come back after winning. Alger tells this story. It's actually hilarious, but I have to tell it. Mm -hmm. Royce Alger wins the world title in freestyle, comes back to Iowa City and decides, he tells Coach Gable, I'm not practicing today. I just won the world title. <laughs> and Gable goes, put your shoes on. You're wrestling me. <laughs> and so Alger says, I'm way bigger than him. I'm the freestyle world champ. I think I can get him. Yeah. Alger, I think, says, I got like the first takedown on him. And then for two hours, he beat me half to death. <laughs> he destroyed me. And so that's, wow. you just don't become that without massive amounts of dedication and passion, right? Discipline, yeah. And so that yeah. sort of, those are the type of people that, and G. Edward Griffin. Right. You know, when I read his book, Creature from Jekyll Island, I was already waking up. But when I read that, I went, the whole world changed. Yeah. Immediately, right? Yeah. Everything but you, changed. but you were willing rather than to run and hide or pretend to go into cognitive dissonance and not see it. Something in you said, "Oh my gosh, I've been lied to. I've been deceived. The illusion is removed from you." And rather than running and hiding again or taking the drugs, the, the blue pill, so to speak, right? You were willing to take that red pill and move forward in a different way. Yes, and I don't know what it is about you know my childhood. You know, there was some abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, things like that. So. The way I was wired was I have to learn how to defend myself, which subconsciously I became a world champion so people couldn't physically hurt me anymore. Mm -hmm. But then I started to wake up mentally and spiritually about everything else yeah. and where all the other realms of self-defense exist. And that's where I started my journey. Okay. Really, right. And so that's what I tell people is it is terrifying to come to the realization that the systems have been built are all lies. It's a horrible experience. And a lot of people don't want to experience it. They'll do this. They'll put their fingers in. Right. And when you start talking, they'll go, la, la, yeah, la, yeah. la, 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 don't do that to me. Because yeah. they don't want their vision crushed. Right. Exactly. But, but at some point, everybody's got to be adults mm -hmm. and say, okay, listen, this is wrong. I've had people go, hey, man, just, just play the game. Play the game. And mm -hmm. I go, I can't, I don't, I can't play that game. Mm -hmm. I can't. I'm just not going to do it. Right. Yeah. 
Well, it's an incredible journey you've been on, and I'm cr- really great grateful to connect with you. How, how did you connect with my friend Joni uh, some years ago here in Iowa? Area? I've known Joni for many, many years, and I can't remember exactly how we met. We're raised in the same city, like we were, you know, live in the same town. Yeah. But I think it had to do a lot with um, March Against Monsanto. It started a lot with um, us just meeting together. I can't remember. And I met either. you maybe met. when Tim James came to town yes, and you and were I putting together the health. The, the, the health thing. Yes. Yeah, it was at okay. the Black Watch room in Leclerc. Many, how many I years was hope, ago? I was hoping to come to that, I think. Yeah. And it was, um, I, I mean, it was 2017. 2017 when I okay met. okay yeah. all right that's that's cool yeah and so Joni uh, Dynamo that she is uh, takes takes on I don't know whatever all comers she's so she's not she's brilliant been mind her brilliant life, mind but, uh, very passionate yeah and pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool woman yeah and we, spirit. we love her she's great and so glad to have her here with us at the Red Bill Expo right so we also have uh, uh, the uh, chemicalfreebody.com we've talked about it with Tim James we've had you on before as well. And uh, we would I would like to know more about what you've done, because, you know, like the super soldier formula, you are all about cleanliness. It's got to be clean, not toxic, no resin, you know, all of that, which is no chemicals. This is what I'm all about. Right. And uh, the design or the desire for good health, supplementing, you know, things like that. Talk to me about that journey into that, you know, from where you are into the I guess you call them dietary supplement, but food supplement. And, you know, when you look at supplements sitting on shelves in stores, generally all of them are pretty pretty low grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to really search and talk to knowledgeable people to find the substances, the products that really do move the needle a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I had done many, many years ago to heal my own respiratory system. And that's right. what changed everything for me. So that's why when I'm talking to people like yourself who are very knowledgeable, I want to learn from everyone. I yeah. just, I, it's the last 35 years for me have been nothing but my brain trying to soak up knowledge and I can only hold so much, but I but love, it keeps, I, you, keeps I, you young when you do that. Yeah. But I, I mean, and I just, I love looking for answers, yeah, right? right? Answers. Yeah. For people who are suffering. I don't like to see people suffering. And when we go to a grocery store, for instance, Mm -hmm. you walk around the grocery store and most Americans are either terribly obese, physically deformed Mm -hmm. from life and lack of nutrition and all that sort of stuff, mentally disconnected, spiritually disconnected. And it breaks my heart to see the American people in this kind of condition. Yeah. And so, you know, I just want them to understand that you can change what's going on. You, you really can. I've seen so it. how did you uh, come across the, the uh, if I'm saying it correctly, the super soldier formulation? A friend of mine uh, discovered the most nutrient-rich peat bog in the world. Mm-hmm. That's so far the, the most nutrient-rich one that's been found. Mm-hmm. And he knew to go 45, 50 feet below the surface, auger it out. There's no chemical processes, anything else like that, that normally takes place in the humic fulvic world. Mm-hmm. Flash freeze it and create a nano-sized powder. And it just has what I have observed, the ability to increase my endurance through the roof and a lot of other athletes through the roof. Mm-hmm. And the re- I like it. It's the roof. The, the ability to recover yeah. is what we want, right, yes. out of antioxidant substances and other, mm-hmm. other, other products for the ability to train two times in one day that would normally kill most people yeah. and wake up the next day and not be sore right, and right. do it again, mm-hmm. even harder. Right. Yeah. That's the goal in a fight camp is you get to one week out from the fight 
and then you start to taper and mm-hmm. your body turns into a machine everything heals right. and you get solid and you become a machine and that's the process of of that you have to go through so how much are you taking on a daily basis tell me about your dosing schedule um well for me i'm taking the products three times a day okay. i'm taking the products three times a but day but you're in training heavy training yes like the average american might not be that intense right now right yeah. and and we don't want people we say any products may chelate may do this mm-hmm. may do that we, yeah. we can't say anything else but we don't want people if it's going to happen to chelate things out of their body too quickly they're not going to feel good they mm-hmm. can break out in rash whatever so it has to be a slow process for them for me i'm ramping up because my body needs massive amounts of nutrition cellular mitochondrial function all of those things gut health all of it so i have i hammer more than i normally would <laughs> All right. So, but it's safe to do so, obviously. It's a clean product. Very clean. All right. Very so, clean. Yeah. So, if people go to chemicalfreebody.com, right? We have that linked up in the show notes. Yeah. You can pick up this and other things that are there. We, again, we talked with Tim James about a number of things at the, at the site we've talked before. Yeah. Um, there is a discount code y'all can tap into RSB. You know it, RSB, my initials. Yeah. And I appreciate you offering that uh, support for the folks that want to try to do a little bit of what you're doing. And I think that that is. Just people just need to understand in the simplest terms, we are sick and we are hurting because we are not getting the nutrients into our body that we need Mm -hmm. and we're not removing the garbage that we have to. And there's certain substances out there that have proven through testing that are capable of doing those things. And that's, I, I'm a simple human being. Mm -hmm. I understand things at a very simple level and that's the only way I can explain them. I'm not going to talk in terms like a doctor or a chemist, I'm, mm. that's not what I am. My laboratory again, very un- unforgiving conditions, and if you don't if you don't perform, you get crushed. Right. That's a pretty good proving ground. I do have one challenge. Go ahead. Go I ahead, do have John. one challenge for Pat Militich. Yeah. Coffee enemas. I'll coach you. Uh, well, Super Don <laughs> won't do them, so I don't know. Pat, is he gonna? I don't know. Are you reluctant to fight you, back on that? Do you yeah. wink at me? Do you wink at me when you're doing it at least? You're not going to help that way? Oh. I, will, I will coach you on the phone, but I will not be present. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a little more of an intimate experience. Yeah. I'm not, no, I'm definitely not interested. I guess could be. But uh, <laughs> anyway, the focal point, of course, on liver detox support in that way. I understand why it's good. Here's something for you, my friend, Sovereign Copper. I'm and taking I'm taking doing, it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that also facilitates phase one liver detox pathways Boom. as well as inflammatory pathways and recovery. So we, we tend to gravitate to the best of the best right and you talk about that that's why the the, the uh, cardio miracle is also what we do and for those that are intrigued by the super soldier formula we've had some folks on it as well you can take advantage of the uh, opportunities to connect oh there's the, some cardio miracle packets yep. we got here yes oh, sir yeah the, the new new uh version is organic stevia organic monk fruit which is really delicious and uh, it's been a wonderful addition to my training regimen. Beautiful. As I'm whooping up on 20-somethings and 30-somethings in my 50s. There you go. And although, again, I don't have a ground game. I've never been trained to wrestle like that. So I, I'm not cocky in that regard. And I'm thinking <laughs> in talking about that the, the pugilistic aspect of UFC and things like that, um, do, do most of the fights end up on the ground and the people that have the better ground game win? Or do a lot of them end in a punch or a kick that knocks you out? You know, a lot of guys, because of this mentality – the knockout of the night and fight of the night. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys just choose to stay standing now. Okay. So it's a glorified kickboxing match with four-ounce gloves. Gotcha. Is what it turns into. And there's a lot of brutal, brutal knockouts because of it. And that's something that 
you know, again, I always tried to advise my athletes that you want to be super good defensively. You don't want to take, you don't want to be in a brawl. Mm-hmm. Try to stay away from that type of abuse because you're going to regret it later. But if you're on. doing like close quartered combat on the ground, there's still some elbows and 100%, I mean, it's still brutal. 100%. Although, unless there are tap outs related to certain holds, I guess. Right. But there are guys on the ground who are so good at defending themselves that it'll take you all day to hit them one time. I mean, there's so guys So you can that exhaust are, yourself because you're playing defense to other guys. They're right? extremely tricky human yeah. beings. Yeah. yeah. And, and so super technical grapplers that will just tie you up like a mummy. I'm fascinating. But that's why you focused on your defense, right? Right. It's yes. also on the ground, the defense you were doing. And that was, yeah, super important because, you know, it's like swimmers. Their biggest fear is drowning. I'm talking world-class swimmers. Mm. My biggest fear was I didn't want to get knocked out. Mm. I never wanted to suffer a knockout. I never wanted to be on anybody's highlight reel. Yeah. And it's, in terms of those things, I did get choked unconscious one time. Yeah. But overall, I've never been knocked out on camera or in training. And that was my goal. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not here to please the guy in the stands okay. that's, that's not what i'm here for yes i have to entertain to a certain extent sure. i want to walk out of here without a mark on my face right that's right. my job as a pugilist a, that is what your job is to do it's a very smart thing looking forward i i i have that view except when i met layla ali and i said layla let's get in the ring and spar and she said i don't think you want to i said no i want to get knocked out by you so i have a story to tell but that's all I, did I, she like layla did she light you up no, she we didn't go in. She laughed. I mean, because she's a she's a wonderful woman. She's also very holistically inclined. She's very freedom oriented. And she's very not cool. afraid to speak out on these issues. So you, that's beautiful. I, say, I, love, I love her stance on pregnancy and childbirth. Yeah, that's all. No, that's Le- very cool. Layla's so awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's uh she's very special lady. She's a you know fan of this show, and we and her father was her. a conscientious conscientious uh, objector as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he stood. He stood. Yeah, she um, stands on principle like her dad. Very cool. And she's stuff. got amazing organic gardens in her home. Oh, uh, nice! Just like, and she's all in on. And she's got the Echo Water. She's got yeah, Paul's I water. I didn't yeah. know any of this yeah. about her. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, she's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's I, I didn't. That's I didn't know either. And and then see this thing called Instagram, which I'm still learning. She friended me on Instagram. I'm like, Layla Lee, is that who I think it is? And so we started interacting. But she's terrific. She's all, uh, so genuine. Yeah. And uh, they left California because it was too woke and all of that. And, right. And uh, doing great stuff for her kids. And I appreciate and respect her immensely for that. So that's, that's incredible. Okay, that's so that's cool. my story about how I'd be willing to get knocked out just to be able to tell a story. Uh, <laughs> but I don't really want to get knocked out. But it'd be kind of fun. I, I enjoy the skill and development of, of fitness and, mm-hmm. and, and, and learning things that I don't know. And I, and I think that. Part of that stuff, uh, again, I still have ears that look like ears, so I haven't done that, but I don't wonder if there's a way to train where you can cover your ears and protect them. Yeah, you can wear a headgear, but the yeah. thing is, is I had a I had a child and a mother in a buffet line one time, mm-hmm. and the kid tugged on his mom's sleeve and goes, Mommy, I think that man was in a fire. His ears are melted. <laughs> so when people look at my ears, yeah, when I'd be in Canada, in Montreal, or yeah. a city where the wrestling wasn't something that went on, mm-hmm. and they'd talk to me and they'd stare at one of my ears, <laughs> and then I'd say, "Are you staring at my ear?" And they go, "No, no, <laughs> no, not at all." I go, "Okay, it looked like you were staring at my ears." Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and then I'd laugh. All right. Well, we got about a minute before we got to wrap here. Any any other final messages? I mean, we'll tell them go to uh, chemicalfreebody.com, use the code RSB, get anything you wanted a discount. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, CagedAggression.tv. Mm-hmm. Purchase the pay per view. Support freedom. That's yeah. what this is all about, and that's that's what I'm going to. Uh, well, 
Yeah. I'm going to stop talking once I climb in the cage mm. and let these do the talking. Let for it me. do it, man. I yeah. can't wait. I'm going to watch it. And I uh, wish I could be there. Davenport, I'm annoyed. I, again, I'm annoyed that I actually have to do this. Right. I do not want to hurt people. But, but you got a good backstory on the good reason to do it. I sure. Think. Sure. So uh, put them down. All right, folks. So uh, we got uh, lots more to do uh, Monday through Friday in addition to our Sunday conversations. Uh, thank you to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. Thank you to Pat here. And uh, again, links are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Grateful for the help of my buddy, Joni Abbott, my best friend there. She's like sister to me, and uh, she's doing great, great work as well. And in addition on the healing, she does health coaching, and we'll talk to her about that. She occasionally fills in for me, which is awesome. So thank you all for being here. Lots more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I hope you were at the Red Pill Expo or watched it. If not, there are upcoming events, uh, Cancer Control Society, Labor Day weekend, Glendale, L.A., California, coming up next. And remember, God's honest truth, the power to heal is yours. 